On December 5th, 2021, the Arizona Cardinals were 10-2. and Since then, they've only been able to muster up three wins. So what the heck is going on with the Arizona Cardinals? That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome into the Thursday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schubert back with you once again. Hope everybody is having a great start to their Thursday. The Arizona Cardinals, the subject of today's show. They play tonight on Thursday night against the New Orleans Saints. We'll do a deep dive into what exactly has gone wrong with this team so far. But before we delve into that, got to let you know about our friends over at Bet Online. As always, football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like Major League Baseball, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head on over to betonline.ag to join, and you're going to receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure you use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. And like I said, we're going to talk about the Arizona Cardinals today since they play on Thursday Night Football tonight against the New Orleans Saints, but I think it's important to to know why this is the topic and at least some of maybe the biases that I have coming into this. And it, I think it's important for everybody to know that while I'm a Jets fan and I'm originally from New York, I am based in Phoenix, so if there was a team outside of the Jets that I see, hear, talk about more amongst friends, it is the Arizona Cardinals. I also have uh, extensive radio background working as a producer and a host talking about this Cardinals team, not just in the Cliff Kingsbury era, but in the Steve Wilkes era, in the Bruce Arians era, I have been through some of the things that have happened over the last few years in Arizona with the Cardinals, from free agency to drafts to coaching changes to Josh Rosen to Kyler Murray. I have seen a lot in my short time being here in Arizona, so I feel I have some level of comfortability with talking about this team, seeing, hearing, talking about it on a pretty regular basis. And you heard it in the tease. This is an Arizona Cardinals team that on December 5th, after their game against the Chicago Bears, were 10-2 last year year 10 and 2 they started the year 7 and 0 they were 10 and 2 in the month of December they were the talk of the National Football League and some of you may think it was a little unfair to say well they've only won 3 games since well guess what they played 12 games to get to 10 and 2 they've played 12 games since then including that wild card game against the Rams in January they're 3 and 9 since that 10 and 2 start last year in 2021 Three wins. They beat Dallas on January 2nd. They beat the Raiders in improbable fashion this year with a fourth-quarter comeback. And then they beat the Carolina Panthers. That's it. Those are the only three wins in, in 2022 that the Arizona Cardinals have. And we sit here and look at this team that is supposed to be an offensive juggernaut. They have a head coach who was an offensive coordinator uh, at USC for just a little bit. He was the head coach of Texas Tech, had a lot of offensive players that came through his system. He was supposed to be the the secret sauce. He was supposed to be the creative genius that put together a bunch of plays and be paired with the number one overall pick in Kyler Murray. And, and I don't believe that these are very lofty expectations to put on a coach because you have to remember the situation behind drafting Kyler Murray number one overall. This is a team the year prior that took a quarterback in the first round, Josh Rosen. One year of Steve Wilkes, one year of Josh Rosen. At the end of that, they made the, I think what everybody feels was the correct decision to be one and done with both of those guys, but they made a one and done decision. And so when you 
do that kind of an about face and you're that drastic in we're going to change the head coach, we're going to change the quarterback after we traded up to get a guy a year ago in Josh Rosen, traded up with the Raiders to get this guy. We're going to do a complete about face, a complete 180, new coach, new quarterback, completely new system. We're completely changing the way that we do things. I think the expectations are that we should be a little better, that we're going to have success, that we are going to be a team that does very well, offensively in particular. And look, Cliff Kingsbury has been here for four seasons. The first year after he took over for Steve Wilkes after that 3-13 and year, okay, 5-10-1, improvement. We're going in the right direction. We feel like we've got our quarterback ready to go. Year one of those guys gelling, a rookie quarterback, a rookie head coach, okay. We get out some of the growing pains. We're going to be better in, in 2020. And we were. We were 8-8. Eight and eight. We took a step in the right direction. And once again, steady improvement in the win department, and you feel like things are getting better. And then 2021 happens, and we start the year 7-0. and after an 8-8 eight and eight season last year, we get seven wins in our first seven games. Boy, we finally put it together. This coach, we're firing on all cylinders. We've got a running game with Kenyon Drake. We bring in DeAndre Hopkins. Kyler's firing on all cylinders. Here we go. Away this team is supposed to go. And they fumble the way that they did in the last part of the season. In a must-win game at the end of the year in order to win the division, they lose to the Seattle Seahawks. And I'm pulling up the score just to make sure that I get it accurate. They lose 38-30. to In a must-have game. Win and you win the division. Lose and it's up to what the Rams do. And sure enough, exactly what happened is the Rams win their game, the Cardinals lose, and now they have to go to L.A. for a wild card game on a Monday. And boy, oh boy, did the Cardinals on national TV, when they're the only ticket in town, when they're the only game on TV, on national TV, they got embarrassed. They got outclassed. They were not prepared to play that game. Kyler Murray didn't seem interested in that game. And the House of Cards came tumbling down for the Arizona Cardinals very quickly. The loss to Seattle in the last week of the regular season, and then the loss to the Los Angeles Rams on Monday night in embarrassing fashion. But 2022 is going to be different. This is going to be different. We're going to go into this year, we're going to wipe out all of the bad things that happened, and we're going to, we're going to be different. We're going to be better. We're going to learn from that game. So far, we haven't. And to me, the thing that get, that frustrates me the most about this is we end the season the way that the Cardinals did. And I use we as the collective. I'm bringing you along on this journey with me here. I don't consider myself a fan, but I feel like I'm bringing you on this journey when I use we. And we, we are a part of this journey together. So for the moment, bear with me. We're all, we're all part of the Cardinal fan base right now as we go along this journey. We lose to the Seattle Seahawks in Week 18. Then we lose to the Rams in the playoffs. Disappointing, both those games. Unacceptable, really, to lose both of those games. The 10-2 start gets absolutely washed away. We finish 11-6, and and then we lose in the playoffs. And what do we do? We give the GM, who oversaw this, this team, a contract extension, and we pair it with a head coaching contract extension, where in the second half of the year, when things started to spiral, it was mainly on the offensive side of the ball, where we really couldn't figure out what was going on. But yet our offensive-minded head coach, our play caller, our guy that's calling all these plays for Kyler Murray, we're going to give him an extension. We're going to reward this bad end to the year. And remember, while yes, we're trending in the right direction, I will again read you. 5-10-1, and 8-8, eight and eight, and then yeah, you went in 11-6, but it's the way you went 11-6 that I think matters. So it's not as if this team was firing all cylinders and we have a 10-win a season, a 10-win season, an 11-win season. And oh yeah, things went south at the end of the season. But hey, we've got three great years of building blocks here. Double-digit wins all three seasons. Yeah, we're going to reward our, our coach. We're going to stand by him. We're not going to let one bad stretch 
impact or sour how we feel about our coach. We're going to reward him with an extension. He's coming to this league with a young quarterback, a guy that we drafted first overall, and it has worked. We've had three double-digit win seasons. That's not what happened here. Yes, there's been incremental steps, but there have you have been able to see cracks in the structure of the Arizona Cardinals during all three of those seasons. And it finally panned out at the end of 2021 with the way that they ended things. So we gave the GM an extension, we gave the coach an extension, and then we gave the quarterback an extension. And we can talk about all of the back and forth with the film study clause and it being in there and then it being public and then it being out of there and the entire circus and drama that that caused. Not only Kyler Murray, but Cliff Kingsbury, Steve Keim, and the entire Cardinals organization. We don't really have to rehash that here. I'm assuming that everybody listening to the show has a pretty good idea of how all that went down. So we gave all three of those guys extensions after the way things happened, after the way things ended in 2021. And now we start 2022, two and four. So what happened? Where are we going to place blame? And I think the hardest thing for us to do here on this show today, I think it's the hardest part of my job in having this as a topic, is there's a lot of blame to go around, and everybody's got a different percentage of the pie. And I don't know, and I'm not going to on this show today apply those percentages, but it's everybody. It's Michael Bidwell for handing out the contract extensions to all three members of this triangle that this team has built, coach, GM, quarterback, after the year that they had, rewarding the way the year ended, rewarding what has been a tumultuous up-and-down roller coaster ride with Cliff Kingsbury as the head coach, and Kyler Murray is the quarterback. Blame to Steve Kine for the roster construction that he has put together, the use of draft capital. I know Hollywood Brown's been really good for this team this year, but a first-round pick? Maybe that's better than some of the picks that we've made, Isaiah Simmons, Zayvon Collins. So the draft, pe- the draft pick allocation, draft pick usage, I mean, we're just now seeing Trey McBride be able to get on the field, Cam Thomas, these top picks from this past draft class that the Cardinals had be able to make an impact. And the roster construction of bringing in J.J. Watt. A.J. Green as a focal point of our offense at his advanced age. Father Tom was undefeated. So the roster construction for Steve Kime, for Cliff, for being this creative genius offensively, and I don't see the creativeness. I don't see the motion. I don't see the... Let's get our quarterback involved in the run game. There seems to be somewhat of an apprehension to do that on a consistent enough basis when Kyler's legs and his ability to move and his mobility is the biggest weapon he has. Now, he's not the next quarterback that I'm going to name, but Buffalo does it with Josh Allen. Chiefs do it with Patrick Mahomes. Now, maybe it's because those are bigger, taller guys and they can withstand those kinds of hits, and that's something that the Cardinals are monitoring against by asking Kyler to run the ball a whole bunch, but we got to get Kyler more involved in the running game. And you expect an, a head coach whose only responsibility is play calling. Because again, I ask you this, if Cliff Kingsbury gave up the play calling abilities for this team, if he handed it off to somebody else, and good luck finding the person on the staff that you would feel comfortable handing off those play calling duties to, go ahead, pause the podcast, take a peek at the Cardinals coaching staff and tell me who you'd like it to be. If he gave those up, if he didn't do that anymore, if he was not the play caller, what would Cliff Kingsbury bring to the table as a head coach? Do we, do we believe he's a great leader? Do we believe he's a great culture builder? Well, we, don't need the, we don't need any more sideline shots of Kyler Murray's body language to understand that things at times aren't going very well. Coach quarterback. Vance Joseph's probably the more qualified of the two, and he's the defensive coordinator to be the head coach of this football team. And so he's the play caller. The thing that he has to get right, the thing that he has to be good at, the thing that needs to be on the up and up, the thing that this team needs to be known for is we got to be an explosive offense. 
And I don't want to hear that DeAndre Hopkins hasn't played for the first six games and is going to return to the lineup tonight. I don't want to hear that. Because if you built an offense, if you paid Kyler Murray the money that you paid him, if you traded a first-round pick for Hollywood Brown, if you invested in the the running game the way that this team did, if you invested in, let's bring back A.J. Green, let's draft Rondell Moore, if you did all of this for this offense to tell me that the only way they can be successful and the reason that this team is 2-4 and four and they're not as explosive, they're not as dynamic, they're not as creative as they could be is because of DeAndre Hopkins, then you have a flawed football team goes back to the Steve Kime roster building thing that I talked about earlier. So I don't want to hear that as an excuse. I don't want to hear that DeAndre Hopkins being suspended for the first six games is the reason why this team is struggling. Because if it is, we got bigger problems that go beyond coach. We look at the GM again. And then we got to look at Kyler Murray, who has not played well this season. Didn't play well in the second half of last year. Didn't play great in the playoff game. Hasn't played great this entire season. Do you know that the Cardinals are the only team in the National Football League that doesn't have a play of 40 or more yards on offense? The Arizona Cardinals, with Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray, don't have an offensive play that has gone for more than 40 yards this season. Their longest play was the 32-yard catch that Zach Ertz had on Sunday. Every other team has an explosive play of 40-plus yards. The Cardinals don't. With Kyler Murray as the quarterback and Cliff Kingsbury as the play caller. And again, it goes back to those two because they were paired together. They were married together to be so different than Steve Wilkes and Josh Rosen. And maybe they can turn things around. They're two and four. Maybe there's time to be able to turn this around, but it does not look good. Saints tonight, Minnesota, Seattle, the Rams, the 49ers, the Chargers, between now and their bye week and week 13. And so when you add all this up, when you put all this together, we got blame everywhere. We got blame on the quarterback for not being a great leader and not playing particularly well. I mentioned it earlier, but the, the shots of him kind of sulking on the sidelines isn't, isn't a great look. It doesn't feel like the leader. Maybe he is behind closed doors. Not going to cast aspersions against Kyler Murray. It just doesn't seem like it when I'm watching him on TV. You have a head coach who isn't the creative genius offensively that we all thought he would be. At least he hasn't shown it yet. Not this season. We have a GM who we can question the roster construction of getting aging veterans and kind of doing this all-in, win-now kind of thing. But the draft picks that we do have, they're not really panning out, so we're not pairing a aging veteran nucleus with some great young players that can help accentuate both sides of the ball. And then an owner that has allowed all this to happen and rewarded what happened at the end of last year. Because now you're tied to Cliff Kingsbury and, and Steve Kime for the next five seasons. They got extensions through 2027. So do you really think one year after signing both of those guys to an extension, we're going to clean house? This thing's rotten to the core, folks. And I don't know the way out. Because if you reset at, quarter, if you reset at GM and head coach, are you resetting a quarterback? You're going to have to find a coach or find a coordinator that's going to come in and be able to accentuate Kyler Murray and do a better job than Cliff did. And there's a lot of roster turnover that's going to need to happen here. I will give the bright spot. Vance Joseph's done a great job with that defense. I did not think that defense was going to be able to do what it has done here in the early parts of the, of the season. There's not a lot of talent on that team, but they're playing very well. And some of their young players are really showing out in a big way. And I, I, I credit a lot of that to the coaching of Vance Joseph. We have blame all across the board. And when you have blame everywhere, when the owner, the GM, the coach, the quarterback, when we can put blame everywhere, that's a hard hole to get out of. That's a hard hole to dig yourself out of. Because you can change the you can change the GM, you can change the coach, 
I don't know if you can change the quarterback because of the contract. You can't change the owner. And when the owner's a part of this mess, when the owner's a part of this process, man, it's hard to make the changes that are going to need to be made. Is Michael Bidwell willing to accept that maybe he might have been wrong for giving those contract extensions and make a change after one season after giving those contract extensions out? Or is he going to double down? Are we going to run this back next year with Steve Kahn and Cliff Kingsbury? Now, it depends on how the rest of the season goes. If they completely bottom out and they, they don't win another game, then I think you're going to have to. You can't go 2-15. Now, they'll win a couple games here. I don't think they're going to lose out the remainder of the season. But that's the point I'm making here, is you've now tied all three of these guys together. And so what's the runway? Because it was kind of on a shaky foundation going into this season, and we gave him the extensions, and now the foundation's, it's not shaky, it's crumbling. It's, we're losing pieces of the house. We're going to have to get an entire, we're going to have to get the permits. We're going to have to get the general contractor. We're going to have to get the equipment. We're going to, we're going to have to bulldoze the thing and build it back up. Does it feel to any of you that that's what's going to happen right now? Certainly doesn't feel that way to me. And that's my big takeaway for the Arizona Cardinals. I sit here and I try to assign the blame and it's, it's a fun conversation. We've talked about it on Draft Dudes, and, and we've given the Cardinals a, a lot of criticism at times, and, and rightly so, and everyone, and, and I kind of default toward Cliff a lot of the times, but it's everybody. This is a collaborative effort that has led to this team being 2-4, and four, being just uninspiring on offense. Again, remember, their two wins this season are an overtime comeback win against the Las Vegas Raiders, and they beat the Carolina Panthers, who just fired their head coach. They went up to Seattle, who have one of the worst defenses in the league, and they scored three points offensively. Their only touchdown was a special teams touchdown. That's it. We can't get creative on offense enough to score more than nine points against Seattle? And the Saints are going to be without Lattimore tonight. They're missing some pieces on offense, so maybe there's an opportunity here for a get-right game for the Arizona Cardinals, but I'm not buying into that. With the way that this team has started, I can't buy into to the fact that they're going to turn this around. What's the Andre, How long is it going to take the Andre Hopkins to get back into form? And are we going to see an offense that now doesn't have Hollywood Brown? Robbie Anderson, who they traded for, is going to be probably very limited tonight if he's on the field at all. We're down Rodney Hudson. I think we're still down James Conner in the running game. So what do we have here? We're just going to throw it to DeAndre Hopkins 35 times a game? Doesn't feel like a great strategy to win. And so I will leave you with this. I will, I will rank the blame in order. I won't put percentages on it, but I will rank the blame in order. And I think number one at the top has to be Michael Bidwell. Because I think giving the contract extensions out, and I'm going to sound like a broken record on this, and I'm sorry, but I think it's a very important point to make. Giving out the contract extensions through 2027, through another five years, with the way things ended last year, and the way things had been up and down and rocky, and it wasn't just one game at the end of the season. Listen, if the Cardinals went 14-3 and and they lost their first playoff game, hey, it's one and done in the playoffs, it happens. But it was a 10-2 and start, and it was a complete collapse. They collapsed in the second half of last year. Yet that warranted, apparently... Contract extensions through 2027. And so because of that, we're in this weird, will they or won't they move on at the end of the season? And because of the money that's tied up, and yeah, it doesn't impact your salary cap, but that's cash you got to dole out. you got to cut those checks. Are you really going to, do you really feel confident that an owner is going to do that after year one? I certainly don't. I have a pretty good gauge of this market. I have a pretty good gauge of the owner and the things that he'll do. I would be shocked. I would be surprised if they made a change at both coach and GM. So that's the top of the list. Number two for me, is Steve Kime in this roster construction? We got to do a better job putting together a roster than this. Third, I'm going to put Cliff, and fourth, I'm going to put Kyler. But they all share a large portion of the blame. It's not like, you know, Kyler's only got 5% of the blame. I think there's a, a lot of blame to go around for all of these teams' struggles. 
And so we'll see. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to tonight's game to see what it looks like with DeAndre Hopkins back in the lineup to see if they can find some rhythm on offense and see if they can just have a bit of a get right after what happened in Seattle. I mean, they've lost two in a row, the Eagles and Seahawks. Well, the Seahawks have 20 points, though. I can't, you know, it's pretty impressive. So we'll see what they're able to do on offense tonight, but this is not a very good situation that the Arizona Cardinals find themselves in, and unfortunately, it doesn't feel like they're going to be able to dig out of it in just one season or in one offseason. It feels like there's a long road ahead for the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, and one more thing. This game is pretty important for the New Orleans Saints as well. A team that is and 2-4, hanging around in a division that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are inviting somebody to take in the NFC South, and a team that isn't playing particularly well. They're going to be missing some talent. So are the Arizona Cardinals. So this is going to be a matchup of which team wants to get right and take advantage of the opportunity. Should be an interesting one. That's going to do it for the Thursday edition of TDN Daily. I'll talk to everybody tomorrow.